welcome to Bangor Community Church Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed today as you hear the Word of God. I have the pleasure of introducing our speaker today, um, Pastor George Ritchie. And just before you come up, Pastor, um, you know, Pastor George Ritchie has been a part of this family, connected to this family for many years. Um, Pastor John would have uh, chatted much with you over the years, and um, it's just lovely to have you here. And um, the church, let's be expectant. Let's not be complacent. You're here today for a purpose, and determine in your hearts now to receive all that God has for you. So, Lord, we just thank you that we come expectant today for what you're going to do. So let's welcome Pastor George Ritchie. Bless you. Thank you, Tanya. I've asked if, if Jonathan would just come and, and let's just... Um, I just feel so much. I, I struggled with getting a word today and I got it last night. And uh, I, I just feel excitement that what God wants to do and is going to do in the church in the future and for all that God is, is doing today. Are you excited? You know, you know, when I think of expectancy, I think a way back when I was about six or seven year old, and it was the 24th of December. How many people struggle getting to sleep on the 24th of, you know, it was, a, it was a, because you were expecting something incredible. And, and that's what God expects. You know, do you know why I was expecting something incredible? Because I trusted my parents. I trusted my father. And he looks at us. And when we don't have expectancy, you know, another time that I was really expectant was the day I got married. And I married a Karen. <laughs> Not the same one, you're pleased. But uh, and I was expectant on that day. Now I have done probably, I must have, con- I was nearly going to say committed, but uh, I have conducted probably close to 100 weddings over the 26 years and carried off. I'm going to let you into a secret, and you'll probably think, that's rude. But I have looked at some brides And I've looked at, at the guy they're going to marry. I said, what does he see in her? Does that shock you? And, and like, don't tell me you've never had the same thought, whether it was about the bride or the groom. But you kind of get the feeling. I, there was, you know, there was one. And I looked at him. And I said, what in the world does he see in her? But the day came, and the builders moved in. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? The hairstylists and the makeup artists and everything that happened. And I think some of you women call it the slap, get the slap on. And then 
certainly as the minister and usually the bridegroom, you don't see her again until she walks down the aisle. I can remember looking at this girl walking down the aisle and thinking to myself, have you done a swap? <laughs> because she definitely doesn't look like the way she looked a couple of weeks ago. She looks absolutely stunning, beautiful. And I feel like saying to the guy, you take a good look at her because that's the best she's ever going to be. But the reality of it is she's there because he loved her. And you know, I look at the church and I take a good look at the church and I say, Jesus, could you put your coming off for another wee while because you ain't really going to like what you see? And I have to sometimes turn to him and say to him, Did you make a mistake? What do you see in her? What do you see in me? And there is a real sense in which I recognize that we as his church, it's incredible to realize, but But Jesus isn't, you know, I don't think, Karen, that you would have appreciated if Bran had turned up on the day to put makeup on you. You you, you know, the bride gets herself ready. And sometimes she gets a, a bit of help. But what he is waiting for And he's waiting for it with expectancy and excitement to see a beautiful bride. And we gotta work. We we don't just come and say, Father, will you clear up all these discrepancies? Will you will you try and make me look worthy to be your wife? Because he ain't. We gotta do that. We've gotta do that. Those situations that at times remain unresolved. I was speaking to a pastor during the week. And he's one of the most wonderful families. And they're incredibly musical. One, one of the one of the the his youngest daughter that he doted on. Absolutely doted on and an, an amazing musician along with the, the rest of the family. Now it's grandchildren. And about 15, 16 years ago, everything just seemed to fall to pieces. You know, he said to me, 
when we were, we were looking at it, he, he said to me, when we had a coffee and we were just coming out, and he said to me, you know, George, I remember coming in one day and his wife and him just looked at each other and said, it seems we've escaped something today. We've missed the bad news so far. His daughter, who was a beautiful young girl, got herself pregnant. Out of wedlock. The family, not because of that, but because of other things, just totally disintegrated. I don't know about you, but the most important thing to me in the world is my family. My wife, my children. And and I, I said to him, could you have seen what's going on today to what was then? He says, no, no. Because God brought incredible healing into that family. They are on fire for God. And he said, there were times that I felt like standing up and just telling them all where to go. And I just went to God. I just said, God, I can't fix this. And and he said he did. He did. I was in Malayal yesterday. We occasionally go to Malayal for, there's an ice cream shop in Malayal. And I love the ice cream. I'm, I'm going to get round to something in a minute. Just bear with me. But I love the ice cream. And just across the road, there was a sign on the Baptist church. And it was about Amy Carmichael. Any of you heard of Amy Carmichael? Amy Carmichael. We girl with a passion. Nothing to her. Do you know know what her dream was? She used to pray to God, God, give me blue eyes, because she had brown eyes, and she wanted blue eyes. Wasn't very much to ask, but but she, and then God touched her life, and she went to several missionary societies and was turned down because she had a passion to go to Asia and India in particular. And when she got, she realized why she had brown eyes. Because she wanted to be accepted by the Indian people. She dressed like the Indian people. She even stained her skin with coffee mixed in water to make her more brown. That would save you a lot of money, wouldn't it, these sunbeds? And they accepted her. You see, in every situation that we ever find ourselves in, never underestimate God. Because God knew you when you were in the womb. He fashioned you for a destiny and for a purpose that no devil in hell will stop. No missionary society that would look at you and say, you're only a wee wimp, love. You wouldn't do out there. And she persevered because she knew God. 
and she, I tell you, she shook the world. She shook the world. I was reading about her. I went back and, and I was reading a book. So, and, it, and how's this? Because as I, as I was reading the book, it's by a guy called Polly Bellheimer. He's dead. But he quotes Amy Carmichael. And this is what he says. Amy Carmichael says that nothing anyone can do to us can injure us unless we allow it to cause a wrong reaction within us. Now she knew that because she had a passion and believed she had a destiny from God and she went and she got closed doors slamming in her face and she could have taken offense and she could have done something totally different but she said if you have called me nothing will stop this only our reaction can bless or burn because all reactions are subjective they are under our control they're not objective No one has any control over you, only your reaction to that. Since the only thing that can harm us is something subject to our authority, we never need to suffer damage. No matter what others may do to us, every born-again person is a king and is in training for the throne. What a wee girl that wrote that. And you know, when I, when I was here last, I sensed destiny on this church. That this was going to be a gateway. This, this, is in, this, this, is, this is on the entrance into Bangor, the main entrance, the historical entrance into Bangor. The historical entrance into Bangor. And God has made you a gatekeeper of this. And you know, something happened over from I was here last time to what I'm here now. And does anybody know what happened to Bangor from I was here last time to what I'm here now? That city status. That meant Bangor has to up its game. And it will. What does city status mean? I love that, that word status. What does city status mean? Do you know what it means? It means greater influence. It means greater prosperity. Brings in businesses. Brings in this. Bring, you know, pe- people long for that. And that also means that the church has got to up its game. It's got to, if you want to be a gatekeeper, got to come up a level.
can I, can I tell you, because how do you come up a level? How do you come up a level in church? Have a better building? Better decor? Better teaching? All of the symbols that you believe would give you status are not what brings you up a level. Do you know what brings you up a level? Can I, can I show you what brings you up a level? That was the only way that I could come up to be part of the family of God was to be down on my knees and to say, Lord, I'm sorry. Forgive me. I read a wee book years ago because I used to think that repentance was an admittance just of failure. It was a little book, and it was wrote by a woman called Basilie Slink, Sister Basilie Slink, and it was called Repentance, the Joy-Filled Life. Let me tell you something. Whatever has happened to you, whatever has hurt you, whatever has caused you to struggle, Maybe you feel like this is it. Two Samuel fourteen says this Wherefore then hast thou thought such a thing against other people of God? For the king doth speak this thing as one which is faulty, in that the king doth not fetch home again his banished, for he must needs die, and are as water spilt on the ground, which cannot be gathered up again. Neither doth God respect any person, yet doth he devise means, that his banished be not expelled from him. Yet does he devise means. I've always wanted to please God my whole life. I haven't always pleased God. Even with a heart for God, but I haven't always pleased him. I have failed him, and I have become part of an infamous, an infamous group that are known as that. You see, to sin is to be at odds with Jesus Christ, not with his love, but with his commandments. Because he says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And with my best of intentions, I have fallen prey to failure and sin. And so have you. 
There have been times I have done correctly by God and there have been times that I have utterly failed him. And with the best of intentions, I have found myself separated from God because sin always separates from God. It always distances you. It always puts you on the outside. When sin was found in Lucifer, he found himself banished from the presence of God. When sin was found in Adam and Eve, they were banished from the Garden of Eden. But even worse, they were banished from fellowship with God. When Sodom and Gomorrah was so steeped in immorality and sin, the only answer was banishment and ultimate destruction from the presence of God. Esau did not cherish his birthright, but rather sold it for a bowl of stew, and he was banished from the presence of God. The scripture teaches us that he went out and he wept bitterly because of it. Samson gave in to the lust of the flesh, and he was banished from the presence of God up until the moment of his death when he reconciled his heart unto God. Saul allowed pride to grow in his heart, and he was banished from the presence of God. Be very careful. Pride will eat you. It will eat anything. It has a voracious appetite. It will eat anything. You do something or someone a good turn and immediately start feeling, aren't I wonderful? And pride will eat you up and eat up your good works. It has an incomparable, obnoxious appetite that cannot be satisfied. It will eat you up. Judas sold Jesus for 30 pieces of silver and he was banished from the presence of God. On and on, I could recite how people were banished from the presence of God. So it's no wonder there is a genuine fear in the heart of man when he is out of the presence of God. But there is some great news and we all need to know when you're out of the presence of God and it's found right here in this scripture that I've just read. The Bible says that he devises means that his banished be not expelled from him. God looks for ways. Please understand us. He so wants you to succeed. He so wants you to be saved. He so wants you to have the blessings in your life. He so wants to break that sin curse on you and your family that even though you at times are not doing the right things, God is going to figure out a way to deliver you because God's not interested in condemning you. He's interested in saving you. God's not trying to put you down. He's trying to lift you up. So how powerful is this Spirit of God? This scripture says that when some things look so final, so fatal, so wrecked, so totally lost, like water spilt on the ground, what's he saying? It's this, that even though our lives can be like water that's spilled on the ground, that cannot be gathered up again, but God will devise a means or a way that he can bring you back so that you are not expelled from him. Listen, God's not mad at you. He's mad about you. He's not trying to put you down. He's trying to lift you up and he's not trying to kick you out. He's trying to get you in. And you know something? He will devise a means. 
Do you know, I could have went crazy. There were times that I, well, 26 years in the one church can drive you batty. Let me tell you, you would not choose that life unless you were called. But will there anyone try to remove you if you are called? Because God is devising a means. And there are wonderful opportunities within this place. I was, I was destined to carry Duff. <laughs> carry Duff. You know, on the outskirts, not, it doesn't even have a town centre. It's known as a suburb. You're not in a suburb. You're in a city. And you know, who made it a city? A wee woman that's only five foot one inches tall, but she was ordained of God and anointed by God. Her name is Queen Elizabeth. And she has a faith. You know, I tell you, we have had some corrupt governments. And they will yet be exposed. But I thank God, God smiles on us because he looks at Elizabeth. And not people that lie, cheat. Try to devise means. Isn't it great to have a father that loves you? When I was called to carry Duff, and it was my first church, and I, I Literally, I think I shared a little bit about this here. I'm pretty, don't worry, I'm not just going to start preaching. I'm, I'm coming near the end here. In case you're getting worried looking at the clock and saying, what, how long is he going to, when is he going to get the message? This is the message. But I remember, I felt as a result of the brain hemorrhage that I had and God reset my life and I remember and and. I, I was told I was told that uh, I would never work again and then God called me and see when God calls you that's, that's and so here 30 years later God still called me And I remember that the superintendent of the Elam churches said to me, George, you can't go to Carrie Duff. And I said, that's okay. And he says, well, the people in Carrie Duff want you. And I says, it's okay. He says, but I'll get you somewhere else. And I remember saying to him, Eric, if you make phone calls and devise some sort of means to get me into somewhere that I'm not meant to do or to be, 
It will wreck me, it'll wreck my family, and I'll wreck the church. But equally, if you try to keep me out of somewhere that God has called me, it'll wreck you. Because I, my confidence is in God. And I, you don't usually speak to your superintendent that way, you know. But, but I remember getting a phone call and them saying to me, George, these folk want you and they want you in right away. Please don't go. Wait until I arrange an ordination service. And I said, of course I will. There's no problem. And I was then told that I would last maybe a year or two. And 26 years later, at a time of my choosing, three building programs later, I felt that chapter's closed and a new chapter is going to begin because God God separates and calls there is something and I want to encourage you folks it's time to lift the game it's time to recognize that God has something special So I want us to stand. Could we stand? Can I can I ask you? Do you know? There can be, one of the times that I, I was here before I got speaking to someone that I knew previously. And I was blessed to see him because it looked like what had happened in his life was just like water spilt on the ground, could never be gathered again, couldn't be retained again. And, and he shared with me what God was doing and had been doing. And it all started with repentance. It's how it all starts. And I don't know, but I sense you may be here this morning and you know before God that perhaps there's things that you need to repent of, things that you should have done but you didn't do, things that you did do and you shouldn't have done. And I want to give you this few moments while Jonathan continues to play so anointedly. I want you to just, between you and God, when David sinned and caused the death of someone, he prayed a prayer that I used to think was unusual. He says, against you, Lord, and you only have I sinned. Because that has the potential to destroy destinies and futures. And I want to encourage you, just in the quietness of these few moments, and that's going to bring you up to be equal to the challenge of what 
opportunities God is going to bring your way. Let's do it right now. Father, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Be careful. Let's worship him. Bless you. Jesus. 
joining us. We look to God that he will direct your steps in blessings through this week. For more information, visit us at bangercommunitychurch.co.uk or find us on Facebook.